0: New module alert. Afterlater Audio has just released the Sample and Hold Track and Hold. It is a 2HP module that does sample and hold and track and hold, and it has some pretty cool features noise out. It's just a really fun module. Perfect stocking stuffer. So head over to afterlateraudio.com to learn more. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to say thank you to Patchworks and Afterlater Audio for their continued support of the show. And while I'm talking about both of them, please head over to Patchworks YouTube page to check out a new video with Lenny from Afterlater and Nick from Patchworks talking about the new dirty laundry module from Afterlater. And um, also it's that time of year, head to patchworks.com for all of your synthesizer needs. There's somebody in your life that wants some new synth stuff. I say, head over to PATCHWERKS.com. Hello, and welcome back to Podular Modcast. This is Tim. Thanks for coming back. This week we have Corey from Mod Map Modular on the show. This is his second time coming on PodMod. However, the first time he was on, he didn't have his own modular company. So we're gonna talk a lot about that today. Um, the performer and the Osiris, maybe some hints at what could be next. Um, and yeah, we just kind of fell into a groove and uh, had a really nice conversation. So we are going to get to that in a moment. But before we do that, there are some things I'd like to talk to you about. And one of those things is sending me your Christmas tracks. I kind of, I think I'm asking a little late, but if we want a Christmas episode, you got to send me your Christmas tracks. So make some weird Christmas tracks on your modular or any really anything it doesn't have to be modular um yeah and send them over to me at podmodcast at gmail.com please send wave files once again that's podmodcast not podularmodcast at gmail.com i should have done podularmodcast but i didn't um speaking of tracks this is one of two patch challenges that Corey made for the show and he said you know pick one or play both and i thought you know what I'm going to use this kind of wacky one for some background music and then there's also one that is uh pretty pretty beat driven pretty it's just a really cool piece they're both really cool pieces but i thought this one would be kind of fun to talk over um and then later on we can we can rock out and while i have your ear i would like to uh talk about this this psyched audio journey project that i that i worked on with the high guide podcast uh Andy Reichel, AKA gel soul, a good buddy of mine from the Seattle scene. Actually one of my first friends I made here in the Seattle music scene. Um, and then Tom butcher, AKA orchid, AKA co-founder of patchworks. All three of us each created a couple pieces of music for this, this, um, this kind of special edition run of these episodes of the high guide. It's called the psyched audio journey. And, um, yeah, we each created a long, a couple long form pieces of music, that were um, basically we were each given different prompts because each episode is going to be so for instance here this will be the best way to explain it I did episode 2 or journey 2 and the idea was um, for you to have a psychedelic experience with a friend or a loved one and listen to this piece of music um, with like kind of your mind set on you know having a meaningful experience with with somebody you deeply care about and so that's that's episode or psyched audio journey 2 um, so it's just my piece of music I, I really like what I did so I'd love it if you listen to it and then the, the episode after that is a it's an interview with people who actually did have a psychedelic experience and listen to the, the track um, and then they also interview the artist a little bit so we're kind of in the middle of the run I think as of right now when I'm recording this the psyched audio journey three just came out and that was done by andy and then next week will be um kind of the integration episode where they talk to the people who listen to it so yeah it's, it's just been a really fun project to be a part of i did two pieces so i think in a couple weeks um my second piece will come out but they're all really cool um and i really i feel really good about the two pieces that i made some of the my favorite music that i've made Maybe ever, but in a very long time, certainly on modular. Um, I think I've kind of recently hit my stride. I've talked about that, so it kind of happened at a perfect time to uh, create a couple long-form pieces of music. Um, So yeah, link in the show description for that. But enough about me. Um, How are you doing? Okay, I have to talk about me for just a second to make this make sense, but I've been thinking a lot lately about how I haven't really talked much about Depression on the show, and that was kind of it. It's been a huge part of, of Podmod over the last, you know, four years almost. Talking with people on the show who have had depression, you know, just kind of talking about my own depression, and and hopefully just kind of building a small community um, within our modular, a sub community of our modular community that can talk about our mental health stuff. Um, and selfishly, the reason I haven't really talked about it over the last year is because. I haven't been really depressed outside of situational, normal, like, feeling down. In, it's been a year now. I started antidepressants about exactly a year ago, and they, they really have worked for me. Um, so I've been feeling bad about not still kind of acknowledging that it's an issue and that just because I've gotten better doesn't mean everybody has. So I wanted to take this moment to say especially because this this time of year is very hard with seasonal depression and the the uh, the holidays can be pretty tricky if you're out there and you're depressed I want to talk to you specifically you are not alone one of the, tr- the the darkest darkest tricks of depression is how convincing it is at making you feel like you're absolutely alone that there's no way you'll ever feel better there's no hope there's nothing good about anything and that I can tell you with all the confidence in the world that that's just it's wrong you're being manipulated by this i mean this 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 disease or disorder whatever you want to call it this affliction um but just know that you're not alone and i've said this before and i can't say it enough that if you are feeling particularly down if you feel like you've been more down than lately or it's building up find somebody you can talk to because that is just like a pressure valve that releases so much. And I know it feels like a burden sometimes. You don't want to lay your problems on somebody else. That, again, is that deceiving that deceiving part of your brain, um, that depressed brain. It's just, it is, it's deceptive, it's convincing, it's loud, but it's not true. It's, it doesn't speak truth. So find somebody to talk to we have a discord page um specifically for just kind of bouncing in and say hey i'm feeling down and every time that's one of the quickest responses i've seen on the on any um discord channel on the podmod discord is when somebody starts talking about this and then a big dialogue starts and i'm just it's just uh, yeah please talk to somebody please talk to somebody um know that you're loved know that you're not alone and uh that you can fight it. And right about here is where I should transition into an ad but it feels very strange to try to sell you hot sauce right now after talking about such a serious uh, serious thing. But I will tell you that secret hard sauce is the perfect thing to bring you out of this depression. They did not tell me to say that. The FDA has not approved that statement. Um, and I actually don't approve it either. But you know what? When you are depressed, it is it, it really is just the little things that you you got to really start honing in on. You got to start being like acknowledging the gratitude for little things. And, and you can start with your hot sauce. And if you don't have any secret aardvark hot sauce in your fridge, what are you doing with your life? I know. In a world where we're constantly being sold stuff, we're constantly being marketed to, you know, I I don't like being marketed to constantly. And, you know, to be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of having to market to you all. But, you know, it is it's, it's how I'm trying to make my livelihood. But also, you know, I do get excited about small businesses doing very cool things. And so I guess there is a good side of capitalism (laughs) said the guy trying to make money off of ads how else are you supposed to fucking make money anymore this ad is falling apart i think i'm gonna just like nip it in the bud this is not an ad this is just me just you know this is this is me without a producer you can tell that i do this show 100% on my own right I've been asked by so many people, why don't you get uh, you know, an editor, you can find somebody to help you, just with any, any aspect of this endeavor, and I always say, well, because I'd have to pay them, and I don't make enough money to even pay myself fully, so I, I don't want to ask anything of anybody else without being able to fairly compensate them. Um, so, um, I guess all of this is to say, if you support our sponsors and Patreon, then the more support we get for all of this stuff, maybe someday I can get an editor and this part of the show that you're listening to right now wouldn't me wouldn't be me kind of like oversharing and breaking the fourth wall or whatever I'm doing right now that I know a lot of people would advise me against but I still do um yeah you could you could you could help alleviate that so head over to secretardvark.com to check out the Five Alarm Combo. It has a, a mixture of the classic and new with the uh, the habanero, the srabanero, the new reaper, the new smoky, and the new hot and tata. The hot and tata is a scorpion pepper mix, so it's got tomatoes, carrots, fermented scorpion peppers to add a little bit of sharp sourness, um, and then we've got the smoky Ardvark, which is a little less spicy than the standard habanero. It's got that smoky flavor, perfect for tacos, perfect. For breakfast, um, then there's the Reaper. The intensity will uh, maybe wake up your taste buds, and um, but it won't melt your face off, so that's good. Um, the habanero is the classic sauce, my personal favorite, and then the serrano, which I've been actually, um, I've been, I've been experimenting a lot with mixing a lot of these sauces, and I'll tell you about that on another episode. But secretardvark.com, check them out. Okay, so for the past few weeks, I have talked about the new Systems Instruments Inertia um, and how much I've been really trying to wrap my head around it but also enjoying it. And I haven't done a great job of explaining to you how it does what it does, but I I do feel like I'm getting much better at showing off what it does um, and actually utilizing it to its potential, um, at least in the um, kind of... Function generator slash LFO slash envelope territory. Um, It can be a filter. It can be an oscillator. It's really, really interesting um, in both of those modes, but... I find I'm getting the most out of it as uh, just a cool CV source. And last week I built a really long patch that I just kind of tried to walk you through. And I think it was a little messy, uh, my explanation, because, you know, I I build chaotic patches. Um, And that's something that I just kind of realized uh, with the help of Eli, because Eli from Mystic Circuits last week, he mentioned the difference between random and chaotic and... Yeah, I, I use a little random here and there, but I find that I try to simulate random by combining all these different types of voltage sources and controlling them with each other to where if you listen to it over a long period of time, there probably would be a lot of repetition, but hopefully everything's interacting in a way to where it gives the, uh, it kind of gives a random sense, but maybe, maybe a little bit more wrangled in than traditional random. So all this is to say that the new system's instruments, Inertia, has been um, just such a cool, like, almost like keystone to put into the center of a patch that you want to have this kind of vibe, Um, you know by, you know, sending its two outputs to, you know, whatever you want to have the most control over. I like to molt them and control a bunch of different stuff with them, but then also using all four of the CV inputs and its attenuverters. um, So you can do a little live playing. You can have other things play it. Um, It's just been a real treat to introduce this kind of, new way of thinking about the center of my control voltage Um, because what I usually do is like to just kind of mix LFOs and like use very traditional stuff and kind of almost combine them in ways to to get interesting interesting uh, results but this thing kind of just is an automatic interesting result uh, machine (laughs) yeah so I'm also using so the tree and leaves that we talked about last week I really got to say that that in combination with the uh, with the inertia and the boundary from schlappy engineering, they've just been such a huge um, addition and it's just like a total um, I don't know just so just so much they I find myself wanting to patch so much more. I've got the bug again. These things t- totally gave me the bug. Anyway, I've got people over for Thanksgiving, and I'm like, hold on one second. I just got to go up and change a few things on this patch. Like, I'm, it's you know how you get. It kind of takes over your brain, and it's all you think about. I know you know that feeling if you're listening to this show. Well, that's what these modules are giving me. Um, I'm supposed to be doing demos of this inertia. It's. I feel like this is a, such a better way to to tell you about it rather than because you, know, you can go on youtube and look at its functions and everything but just i want to tell you from my experience using this thing it's just like it's fun as hell it's fun as hell <laughs> so yeah go check out new systems instruments the inertia everything they've done so far has been uh, very impressive to me very unique engineering um just unique ideas and uh yeah i'm gonna stop gushing about it and i'm gonna let you uh jam out on this this patch just know that the inertia is um controlling a lot of filter cutoffs and vcas Um, a lot of this fluttering uh action that you're getting that's kind of changing speed and and behavior that is that is the inertia um so yeah enjoy checks without really diving into conversation yeah and then like actually getting into it when we hit record i don't know it feels more real that way i like to (laughs) like this is this is the beginning of the episode everybody's hearing us talking for the first time in a long time i think
1: yeah yeah it's been probably two years is it
0: i think so um so it's it's great to chat with you again i got a lot of stuff i want to ask you about cool um but it's funny like the la- I remember the last time that we chatted, I was sitting on the floor in my bedroom with like my computer on the floor because my wife had guests over and I didn't have my own like room or, or space to record. <laughs> <No doubt. laughs> so, like, I remember sitting there like cross-legged on the floor just being like, what the fuck
1: am I doing?" Moved <laughs> no
0: out. But yeah, a lot has happened since then. Um, how have you been? Like, how have you been faring the the crazy world that we live in?
1: Not bad, man. I mean, you know, um, I was lucky enough, I guess, to be able to, you know, work from home for my day job. And, oh. you know, the first part of that uh, was just kind of hunkered down as a family kind of deal because my wife works from home anyway. Okay. <laughs> then, okay. You know, um, then, you know, uh, obviously as we progress, but luckily everything, it, it, I can't say it was normal, but, right. you know, right. it wasn't a horrible time. I'll tell you what, I've definitely gotten used to staying in the house more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it gave me a lot of time to uh, work on Modbap Modula. I mean, it was, yeah. it was pretty much born out of that space. I, I only got started working on the first module like four months earlier five months Mm -hmm. maybe at the most six months earlier
0: okay I was gonna say I don't think that when we first chatted at least I didn't know that you we I actually haven't listened to that episode but I don't remember were you kind of like thinking about making your own module at that point
1: I was but I don't think I was talking about it
0: okay yeah that's I don't remember you talking about that because I remember being pleasantly surprised when I saw the performer come out yeah um And I hate to bring up, you know, how crazy it's been in the pandemic and everybody, everything, because it's, you know, we're all fatigued on that topic. And, you know, we're all living the same shit. But I think it is relevant in this case, because I did want to know, like, how much of that time at home, like, inspired or, like, lit the fire to, you know, basically start making modules.
1: Well, um
0: well, I guess you said you were starting a little bit before, but like I guess it maybe gave you more time or something.
1: That's really what it comes down to. It gave me a lot more time to do it. I was already in the process of doing it, and so the pandemic came around and, and actually slowed things down a bit. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So what it did do is, is, it like I said, it gave me a lot more time to to work on it. I was already on that train. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And The thing was already in development, performer, that is. Uh, even though it didn't come out until later in the year of 2020, it probably, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that we'd gotten started a year earlier. Okay. Yeah. That's, so
0: you know, as far as you know, everything everything considered, that seems to be a pretty decent span of time from conception to mm-hmm. release yeah. of a of, of a module. I think that's pre- that's that seems like a pretty good time. So you were really busting your ass like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there were some points where it was just stoppage because things were delayed Mm -hmm. and it was at that point at this point i think we're used to the the delays and those sorts of things Mm -hmm. at that point it was just kind of like well shit we don't know what to expect yeah right right yeah yeah. is is
0: society going to collapse yeah Um, yeah
1: (laughs) so and i was like well if it is i'm gonna have a dope ass module over here to keep me (laughs) company (laughs) if i never get to make many of them then i'll still have fun doing what i'm doing
0: (laughs) i'm curious then um so you know you had this idea for was performer i guess the first idea that you had for a module
1: no it wasn't the first idea i had um but i thought it was the best idea i had (laughs) you know what i mean very
0: unique i mean i want to talk about i know everybody knows about it now because it's been out for a while but i do want to just talk about how um, how unique it is as a module, and how how I really think it it filled a gap. Mm-hmm. Like it filled a pretty good gap there. Yeah. As far as like, I've I've been leaning a lot more towards playable modules. I just got like a 3D joystick, and you know, anything yeah. that I can interface with mm-hmm. physically, and that's just like those arcade buttons, mm-hmm. just like they they beg you to punch them. Yeah, <laughs> <You> yeah, <know? laughs> exactly. And that
1: was really that was really what it was about because I think. So maybe a year and a half to two years before I started working on the module, I was performing out a lot more than I ever had been as a as a music maker. You know what I mean? As And, you know, prior to that, my experience of performing out was as frontman MC. Okay. You know what I mean? And so this was a, a totally different dynamic for me. And I couldn't fathom just kind of being there and you know, press and play on something and every now and then tweaking a a knob or two, like I felt like I had to reach in, touch, grab the performance. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. You know what I mean? And so with that whole idea, uh, that's kind of what I was going for with. And then, too, uh, another goal of mine was to not have to take so much stuff out because I was taking, say, the K-Oscillator pad or uh, the SP-404 and, And also, you know, my drum machine, whichever one I was using, which is usually the force when I'm performing out, plus a little skiff. And so it just kind of felt cumbersome. You know what I mean? Um, And so as I was kind of thinking through these things, I knew what I wanted to do. And I knew the limitations of some of the performance effects that I was used to using. And I just wanted to solve the problem. (laughs) for myself and and in turn it like you said i guess it filled a bit of a gap um because it's a quad effects unit and and then it just kind of offers all of this personality to whatever you might be doing if you're not the type that's very lo-fi that's fine don't turn the color knob on or either set it at saturate and do (laughs) whatever you're doing there if you're you know more of a lo-fi artist you probably want the uh whatever the color processing and, and the effects and all that kind of stuff. And then, like you said, it just begs you to mash those knobs and yeah. it can get a dick name where you start to create different patterns. Like you start to, it's almost like uh, uh with video games. I've never been a heavy, heavy video game head, but I always, you know, there's been a few games that I dig and I've had a few consoles and I always remember where somebody would tell you a certain button combo it be like yo do this and you'll get the whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know Up, what I'm down saying? down or whatever yeah. Was, yeah, yeah and then i noticed as i was starting <laughs> to use the prototype for this i was like yo so i have the beat repeat or the the glitch on there but uh one of the knobs if you turn it counterclockwise it reverses the glitches oh. okay. and so you could set it to like long uh um sort of like a long buffer. So it's doing a long repeat. And then if you hit a reverb and you do those combinations together with that set like that, you'll get like a a reverse snare or reverse splash. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like if you do it right. So you start to learn these little things. So it started to feel more like an instrument type of Mm -hmm. thing to me. You know what I'm saying?
0: Totally. That's what appeals to me about it. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so popular is... You can do these crazy combinations Mm -hmm. of these effects and and the fact that you can just have them on and off at the press of the button is just like it's the the immediacy is something that you don't find a whole lot in modular i don't think Mm -hmm. Uh, i i kind of just said that without thinking about it too hard but i think that's true um i want to do a sidebar really quick because you mentioned you know you you just started kind of performing as like um you know like Rather than being an MC or performing with your your instruments and stuff, like what, how different does that feel to you going from one mode to the other in a live setting? Does it, do you feel the same energy on stage as a performer?
1: I do. It's not. A, it's definitely a different energy. But I will say, there's been this sort of slow pairing down over the years of what how I perform. You know what I mean? Like in the in the '90s when I performed, it was me and two guys. So it was three of us: two MCs and a DJ uh, DJ slash, you know, it was 90. So DJ slash hype man, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was the, the, the soul, the energy of the group and stuff. But then, um, as things progressed, I started performing with a band and I had a band. I was the leader of the band and the front man, the MC. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then obviously, you know, we had two background singers, a drummer, keyboard player, a bass and guitar player. And it was just a production, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so then going from that to, uh, that's around the time I moved out to L.A., and going from that, I decided, you know what, I'm going to do all of that and add a DJ. (laughs) 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 And then I looked up one time, I was on stage, and I can't remember the club I was in. I think it was in Santa Monica somewhere. I looked up, and, and we had somehow added A horn section. Yo, it just got (laughs) Yeah, the orchestra. (laughs) Yeah, it was a whole and then the background singer that I had at that point was using my MPC to do sound effects or the eight oh eights on top of so it was just like a although I had a lot of fun, it was just a lot to manage. (laughs) It just got unruly and it was like, yo, hold on, what exactly am I doing? So then that that went down to and I was just like, yo, it's just me and the DJ. And then sort of this paring down of things. And then um, after a while, not doing that anymore. When I got out to perform again, it was just me. And so it, it's definitely a different energy. Um, and I think I love all of them for different reasons. Uh, but but also being on on uh, as the performer and you're the only one, like you, you learn some other skills that you may be like when I, it's just as an MC. I mean. You freestyle if something goes wild, you know what I mean? And and it's mm-hmm. easy to cover that up if you're good enough at freestyling, which I am, was, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Whatever the case. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for instance, the first time I performed out uh, doing a, a, a Beatmakers set, like a lo-fi sort of modbap set, uh, my Eurorack case came unplugged. In oh, the funny. first five minutes. <laughs> 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 oh, geez. Yeah, and it, it was just... But, you know, I performed with a drum machine and the the skiff, so I still was able to keep... It just kind of felt like the bass... I, dro- I did a drop down to the bass and the drums. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what it yeah, felt yeah. like. And then, you know, because I had planned ahead with saving certain module states and different stuff and knowing my rig well enough that I could plug it back up and it just kind of felt like I brought the... <laughs> you know, I was orchestrating the thing. You know what I mean. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's a different energy, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah and and so I've I played in a band. I've played in multiple rock bands. I've been a singer in a band. I've been a guitarist. I've been a bassist and a drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I find that it's it's so much more cerebral performing with modular stuff or mm-hmm. just as a solo artist because, like, we're you know we're talking about a band with backup singers and all these people yep. your backup singers and and this whole orchestration are all the, your different modules and pieces of gear Certainly. you know so for me it's like i i loved jamming you know having a few beers mm-hmm. and like rocking out and and playing goofy solos and, and you know like improvising when when and and like just rocking you know um and it's hard to do that with modular and uh i kind of miss that but i i i get things out of performing this kind of music that I didn't out of the other. So yeah, it's, it's always interesting to hear like that. I'm I'm curious. I'm always curious in the difference in energy that people feel when they're playing different types of music live. And then like the headspace that they're in while playing live,
1: you know, I can't say depending on the the crowd that you're performing in front of, it can give a whole different energy. Like I remember one weekend performing at um, a modular shop. And mm-hmm. so it was obviously a more techie, more nerdy, sort of synthy sort of crowd. Mm-hmm. And and the next day, um, Shiro and I, Voltage Controller and I, yeah, yeah. Were, were opening up for J Electronica. And obviously, that's a straight-up hip-hop show. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were set up right next to the DJ. And it was a different crowd and a different energy. And it was at, you know a real straight up like live venue. It felt like when I was performing back in Chicago at all the different venues that were important in the city, you know what I mean? And so that energy, just being in that environment changed the energy for me. Um, and, like that was a point when I wanted to dig in my M C bag while I was playing beats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, who knows? Totally. I'll probably get those I'll probably make those opportunities for myself at a later time. But you know what I mean? I really do feel like it kind of depends also in the environment. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could see also um something that I've noticed. I haven't played outside of like this kind of techie modular crowd like you, you've talked about, um that mm-hmm. you just mentioned, but I feel like any time I have played with the modular um in an an environment where it's not just for modular people or people are passing by whether it's a modular on the spot or something mm-hmm. the people who don't know the technology seem to be like really really fascinated by it and mm-hmm. like want want to they kind of like a are, are little their their heads cocked a little bit and then they want to yeah. talk to you afterwards yeah, so, so totally. in a, like in a hip, in a hip hop like environment in a club like that what do you, was there like a, a cool, like any sort of reception as far as like people curious about your gear? And
1: uh, yeah, no, like people that? weren't necessarily curious about the gear, but we got a lot of pounds like that shit was crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? It was more like that. It was uh-huh. more like, yo, I don't know what the fuck y'all was doing, but that shit was crazy. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It was kind of like that. And what's, what's interested about that particular night, yo, know, it's because I had a mic. And this Uh is also why maybe I felt like I wanted to dig in my MC bag, but I did that as a crowd. I just used it as a crowd participation piece. And, Uh Uh and, um, and so that contributed to this different energy. And I could I knew that the crowd was totally in it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I could see the crowd was totally in it. And then when call and response, a certain beats drop and they were like up when certain beats drop. You know what I mean? Now, Mm -hmm. interesting thing is that night when I got off stage, um, Shiro, obviously, Voltage Controller was with uh-huh. me and Aaron Geis from Afro Rack. The three of us okay. were together that night. Uh-huh. And we went to the bar and I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy drinks. First round on me." Uh um and I said, "Yo, give me three Dark and Stormies." And and uh I think one of them said, I, "What is a Dark and Stormy?" <laughs> right? It's basically <laughs> it's basically a Moscow Mule with rum. It's you know oh, what okay. I mean? Like dark uh-huh. rum. And yeah, so yeah. uh I, I that's, you know, one of my my drinks, right? That's actually the thing that I order when I'm at a bar. So I got those, and then somebody came up to me. It was like, "Yo, uh, Fashera," and I turned around and I was like, "Yo, uh, nobody calls me that nowadays." Like, okay, but that's my that was my stage name as an MC. Mm -hmm. And so when I turned around, it's like it is either somebody that knew me from Chicago, somebody that used to be in the crew or maybe somebody from the band or it's Mm -hmm. somebody that saw me performing when I first moved to California for those years that I performed as, as an MC. And I turned around and it was a dude that used to come to the shows, a DJ that I befriended from shows that I used to do early on in L.A. And he was like, yo, I knew that was you. What's up with this? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "That's pretty cool." Yo, what is this? What are you? This is crazy. What is this? That was crazy. You know what I did mean? Did you get?
0: Let me guess. He's now into modular. Did you pull? Did you pull him into the the fold? Uh,
1: well, you know what? No, actually. But you know what? He he appreciates modbap. <laughs> uh-huh. He he definitely yeah. appreciates it. I don't think he's doing it, but he definitely appreciates it. So it was like a funny full circle sort of moment.
0: That's cool. I yeah. love those. Like when the universe just serves it up like that in yeah. like a really cool way. Um, so, like back to the, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about what, like you made, you made performer. You had another idea before, but that's what became the first module. Mm-hmm. With that, were you planning? Like, was the plan like always, or is the plan to keep? Like, are, do you want to be a modular company? Like, is these are these one offs.
1: The, these are not one offs. This is. A, a a modular company it's a, a um <clears throat> yeah that's the goal to that that's the entire plan <laughs> to yeah, to, yeah. to develop and bring to market uh Eurorack modules and you know eventually expand at some point um okay. so yeah and that was always the plan it was never the thought to be a one off and mm-hmm. and although the performer wasn't my first idea, it's obviously I it actually wasn't my second or third either. Um, OK, but like I said, it, it and I've had this I kind of have this sort of journal, almost like a portfolio of designs and mock-ups. Uh-huh. Um, some things are even as far as 3D mock-ups and, <laughs> you know, OK, what I mean. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's always been the case. And and I initially wanted to launch with three modules. And when I when it came down to it, I was like, yo, I'm learning a new business from a different angle. And I should probably just work on one module and make it like the best crap I could possibly not crap. But you know what I mean? Make it the best thing I could possibly do in that moment. So that if I'm not able to do anymore, I could at least point to that and be like, yo. And I kind of always dealt like that. Like when I made, I've made uh, hip-hop albums, like when I'm in the process, I'm like, yo, if I was to pass away or get knocked into some sort of coma or weird I know it's morbid, it's crazy, but if I was somehow. I have the
0: same exact thoughts, dude. Yeah, same, it's like I if, 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 if I was to time. go
1: away somehow, I want whatever I leave behind to be something special you know what i mean absolutely and that's the way i've always created albums and all of the stuff and so when i did the decided to do modules i wanted it to be the same way and then for the initial opening sort of act (laughs) i wanted it to be something that was unique and you know just kind of had the stand out sort of power
0: yeah i mean you definitely succeeded in that you know like i think um you know, had you, had you released something else that wasn't maybe, at, you know, like at the, I think timing is a thing, mm-hmm. aesthetic, you know, there's just so many factors that you have no control over and everything, but like, it seemed like it was kind of like the right place, right time, right module. And I, and I think like, because it was so, un, it's so unique and, and, and in in you know, visually and in function, like, what a great start. Like, I think that laid such a great foundation to where when Osiris comes out, I think a lot of people probably were like instantly like, I'm probably want one, but I don't know what it is yet. You know, mm-hmm. like, cause, mm-hmm. cause they were such fans of, of. Performer.
1: There was quite a bit of that. And I'm, I feel yeah. fortunate in that too, that I think, you know, having done a uh, performer, I think people trust what that is like exactly it, yeah you, you know yeah, what you, i mean
0: you, you said i know what's up mm-hmm. like i i can do i can do cool shit here and here's the proof yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah that's- so so that that's kind of cool to kind of have that like with i've had people tell me like i don't even care what it is i already got the space
2: <laughs> yeah right yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean and i think i'm fortunate and lucky for that like because i'm mm-hmm. you know i take all of that stuff very serious functionality aesthetic and you know what I mean? Definitely. All oh, it stuff. shows. Yeah. yeah.
0: And and yeah, it's just like, it's one of the, like the, the color scheme. I love the pink, blue, black color mm-hmm. scheme. It's just like, it's, it pops, it, it catches your eye. And something I was talking about with, with Eli from Mystic Circuits, which you just reminded me of is like, what I really love about this crazy little sub niche of a sub niche of a sub niche that we all, <laughs> you know, hang out. in. And then you're, you've created your own sub niche of that sub niche, yeah, you know, yeah, with ModPap yeah. shit. And, mm-hmm. When you have somebody like, so people were already fans of you and your, your I hate hate to use such a, a LA sounding word, but like your brand, you mm-hmm. know, like beat people, Modbap, your performance, you know, your your persona as, you know, an educator and all that. Mm-hmm. And then to also like express yourself creatively and artistically with a piece of technology, I think is just like, that's what's, I really love that about this this weird little This little thing that we occupy, like you know, do you know Eli from Mystic Circuit? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like his, you know, his purple and his, Mm -hmm. you know, all his crazy shit. It's like it's an extension of his personality. It's
1: unique, like Eli, without a doubt. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. for sure.
0: Mm -hmm. And I feel like with like your stuff and the whole aesthetic and and like your whole operation, it's you know, it's just a representation of who you are. Yeah, as as an artist, I that's that's the sense I get. Yeah,
1: I'm glad it comes off that way because I've I've. You know, I give a lot of thought to a lot of the stuff. And Mm -hmm. even one night I was talking, you mentioned the color scheme, and I was talking to my wife. And she told me, she was like, I like the color scheme. I like what, you know, what you've done. And I was like, I just started, it wasn't like she asked me what it means or anything, but I was just like, well, yeah, I just kind of wanted something that represented, you know, uh, you know how the ideas that traditionally or, or typically pink is for girls and blue is for boys and you know it's just I wanted to kind of represent a lot of things and I think that sometimes um, the EuroRack space you know it could use a little diversity and I'm I'm cool with that I I like the idea but I don't you know it's like it's it's funny like sometimes you don't necessarily think about that but I wanted my brand to kind of represent this sort of inclusiveness where pink and blue. And black and white, you know what I mean? So when I'm, even when I respond sometimes online, I respond with pink and blue, black and white hearts, because that's Uh the, that's the color scheme. And it, it kind of represents that sort of diversity to me. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think, well, I mean, this is, this is territory that's, that's hard for me to like speak about in an eloquent way, but like as far, I'm easy to somebody,
1: huh? I'm easy though. (laughs) <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, talking, I talked to somebody else the other day about, um, you know, like the diversity and especially in the modular crew, you like, it's, it's really not, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of white dudes that frankly look like me, like the kind of chubby and have a beard, you know, mid thirties, forties, you know, but what I do like about it is I feel like there are a lot of actors within the, um, the, personalities of our scene for mm-hmm. lack of a better word that their whole thing is focused on inclusivity. Yes, that's true. And, and I think, I don't know. I, I, as, as, even though it's not the most diverse, I almost think it's one of the. It, it feels like to me, the most open and inclusive
1: I'm totally uh, agree with I've, that. I've ever been I, in. I totally agree with that. It's funny. Cause I was, I just had a discussion with somebody. Um, it, w- it was also an interview and that was, really a point of what I was saying, like that, yo, coming from hip hop, it's very competitive. And it's really a lot like, I mean, hip hop is competitive. That's just what it is. The battle is synonymous with all the elements in hip hop. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so then there's this, and there's bravado when you're an MC and there's all of that when you, if you're in any part of that, uh any part of the culture in hip hop and you're dealing with any of the elements and there's this battle thing that's present, so you automatically there's everybody is in opposition to everyone else it 's a battle that 's the culture you know what i mean mm-hmm. and totally. so then you you also have situations where because of that we we can tend to be closed off um More not not time. necessarily maliciously but it's just You know what I mean? That's hip-hop. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think something that I've kind of realized, like, just in retrospect and, like, of being in, like, the rock world for so long and playing Mm. in clubs and bars and and stuff, like, there was that, there was something similar. I feel like with hip-hop, none of it was, like, I mean, I'm not, I've never been in the hip-hop scene, but, like, what you're saying, it's all... It's all like in the open. No mm-hmm. one's fucking like. It's not passive aggressive. It's like it's aggressive. Yeah, like, hey, exactly. Is, I am. I am the best. <laughs> I feel right. like with like rock and especially like indie rock and stuff, it's like everybody's thinking that, but nobody says
1: it. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, so
0: yeah. it's like there's this weird like tension. I don't. I can't tell you how many like green rooms I've shared with other bands mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. we didn't talk to each other. I've like, literally to talk to experienced them and they were that too. Like, when I had
1: a band too, I've experienced yeah. that being in in a. Um, we performed at a place called The Wild Hair. And this was the point where I realized it the most. The Wild Hair in Chicago. Super uh, infamous. Not infamous, but really popular and famous in the, in the town of Chicago. It's up by Wrigley Field. We performed there. And the stage is, on, is a riser. So when uh-huh. you're backstage and going to come on stage, you're really under the stage. Okay. And mm-hmm. you kind of go up two small flights of stairs, three stairs, then four stairs, and you're on the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were... In the green room, just beneath the stage, and it was another band back there. We were, you know, enjoying ourselves. Like the, it was like we only spoke with people in our band, and, yeah. and it was that yeah. kind of energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that, in contrast, what you're speaking of with the bands, and what I'm speaking of with with hip hop, it's like coming into Euro rack and electronic music, and specifically Euro music and uh, modular synthesis. It's not like that. It's all everybody is is like just community ally uh just open like support everyone's supporting one another you know what i mean and, and if there why? is something weird it's not necessarily something that's worn on the sleeve like it, it you know what i mean when i say mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. weird. if there's beef or anything i don't be knowing about it right <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> you, yeah you know absolutely what I'm saying? yeah
0: i'm curious i i've i've like i have theories and ideas about why that is but i'm curious to hear what you have to like why do you think why do you think that is with this community? Why is it different?
1: Um I don't know, maybe because in order to be into this type of thing with modular synthesis and all that, it's kind of nerdy, it's kind of techy. And you know, I've you know, for so many years have been in technology one way or another, right? And I kind of think tech folks we recognize each other as like kin. <laughs> there's a kindred spirit uh-huh. to it. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah, we yeah. we recognize each other and a lot of times we can be the outcast and in that we've made that the cool. Yeah. <laughs> you uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I just kind of think totally. there's something with that that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the technology, the techiness, the nerdiness, it all kind of endears us to one another. And I also think that because we all sort of give off these different we may dig into different genres or whatever the nerd in us wants to learn how the other person is doing what he done what he's doing totally yeah you know what i mean and and that is also something that kind of grabs us like Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're probably all the types that like to watch documentaries and right yeah videos (laughs) about techie stuff right so it's Uh kind of like that's another thing that kind of draws us in i think because when i see somebody Mm -hmm. doing something i'm always curious like yo how's he patching and that's why we get that whole thing that you were talking about where we come up to each other at the end of shows or people come up to us at the end of shows and want to know what's in your rig and how you have it patched, and, like, I've learned a million things that way. You know what yeah, I mean? Tot- yeah, totally. Yeah, You know, you yeah. walk up to somebody and are like, yo, what was that That particular lead sound that you, and they'll be like, oh, yo, that was X, Y, Z. You'll be like, yo, I never thought of using that for that kind of. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. To- oh, mean?
0: totally, yeah. Even And so that was another question I wanted to bring up about your own modules is I've heard a lot of people who make modules, you know, share a story of, once it's released out in the wild, they start seeing people doing things with it that they either like didn't plan on ever or never thought that you could do that or never thought it would be used that way. Like, have you been surprised at all by how people are using either the modules out there right now or like kind of been like blindsided by something like, whoa.
1: I will say I, I think that's probably been happening more lately with Osiris. Mm-hmm. Than performer and and not that you know people are not using performer in very unique ways but I also think I've had so long to sit with performer before it came out to the public <laughs> you know what I mean like I know
0: exactly where you're going yeah yeah
1: it's kind of yeah. like a lot of stuff I'm like yep they they, they found that <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> and and you know so there's a lot of stuff like that I will say that I'm always surprised at how dope some of the music is from people that are using performer and you know, it hits a place where I want it to hit where even though I'm designing from a beat maker's perspective, from a hip hop perspective, and you know, this whole idea of mod bap that combines boom bap and modular synthesis, I'm designing from that perspective, specifically that like, yo, I make this kind of music and I want this kind of tool. Mm. What I love about something like performer as it gets out there. And I'm sure this will be with Osiris, too. But as it's gotten out there, people have taken to it that are the furthest from making hip hop and even in some cases from any beat driven music. And I love that about it. So I think that probably is the thing that may surprise Mm -hmm. me from time to time. And so like this, like see with hip hop, I'm at 95 BPMs and below. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, yeah. ninety five and slower, and so uh-huh. when I hear somebody going one hundred and seventy one doing, you know, drum, you know what I mean, D D&B totally. and B and all kinds of other stuff, and like, or when I see somebody doing ambient and eloquently mashing the buttons and have the release, you know what I mean, like um, that does kind of like take me by storm. Like, wow, that's pretty dope that they found a way to kind of incorporate that, and it just, but it does is it lets me know that uh, the tools that I'm making. Although I'm about hip hop and, and mod bap, the the tool is blurs all of those lines.
0: Totally, yes. You know what I I mean? think that you hit on something that. So I've had a. Sh- I rarely buy modules because uh, I, they're expensive, and <laughs> I'm, I'm often demoing ones that people send. So it's it's not really. I can't really complain about that. Yeah. You know, I'm always learning new modules and stuff, mm-hmm. but I do have a short list. And performer is on that list, and one of the reasons that I wanted to get it is because, you know, I, you know, we've met, and I know what kind of music you're making, and I, and I assumed you, you're, um, kind of where you were coming from from a design aspect with with Modbap in mind, but I was really wanting to use those tools that I've never really used. Mm-hmm. In the in the kind of like more cinematic shit yeah. that I do, thinking like this could be a really cool application because mm-hmm. it would get me outside of my norm, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I'm really that that's really attractive to me about that. Don't. And I imagine that's that's the case for a lot of the like anybody who got it who's who's not making you know yeah. So and
1: I think that that does really speak to your question. Like I guess I am kind of surprised at what people do with it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's more because of what the result is than, I guess, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the the result of, there's such a wide variety of, of artists that are using this thing that I'm just sometimes like, wow, okay. Not that I'm surprised on the features or how they use the features, but how they've, you know, because it's an effects unit really. So I think maybe that's something that may be common with anybody that makes maybe pedals and stuff. Because once you start combining it with other stuff and doing other stuff, you start to like, yo, it's opened up to something that's totally different. For instance, on the um, on the beta team, B-Logic was one of the, the guys that was on the beta team. And um, he had some very specific use cases that quite frankly, I was like, yeah, it never occurred to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and so um, it shaped a couple of the features just because You know, and so what's interesting now is that, uh, for me, performer is tactile. I'm rarely ever using any of the CV personally. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But it was always a part of the design. And then to see people that really only use the CV part of it. And so B-Logic being a part of the beta testers, you know, helped that part come to life, really. Because he was saying, like, yo, I need to be able to do X, Y, Z. And I'm kind of like, oh, well, uh, okay, but okay, let's figure out how we can do it. But the, the thing is, the hardware was already there. The tools were already there. I just had to, okay, let's incorporate it like this. Okay, so I came up with a solution to what you would like to have happen. And so I, I think that was also the important thing about having uh, an ambient guy and a, and a, you know, a guy that's just kind of fluid with his styles of music, and, you know, uh just various different folks that might do different types of music and may have different use cases. And so mm-hmm. I see people using this where they barely touch the buttons. Uh but most people use it where they're touching the buttons. Then you got some people that are C V and stuff and doing other stuff. And so it's an interesting sort of sort of stuff, sort of thing.
0: Yeah. That's uh I, I recently released a module that's nowhere near as complicated as either of yours. It's kind of it was kind of a joke jokey module in a way. Mm-hmm. Um but it like it just from my experience, we know we did just a, a run of a hundred yeah. um, and just seeing them out there and having people like, you know, I don't know. It, like it feels, it's really cool to see a bunch of people using this certainly thing worked so hard on. So like, how <laughs> has that, like, do you have, do you like, are you the type that can find that moment to sit back and kind of be like, not in like a big headed way, but just kind of in like a, certainly you know, I'm are always you enjoying like, it. You know, I, like
1: I take in the moment, Quite quite often, really. Like I, mm-hmm. I think it's more uh, surprise, kind of. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't know any yeah. other word to to really describe it. That a lot of times it's like, um, for instance, at at NobCon, I think that was one of those moments. Okay, so mm-hmm. I um, was there debuting Osiris, but obviously, so I had performer and Osiris there. But uh, there was a point when Travarsi was like, "Yo." Almost every case this here has the performer in.
0: <laughs> I started noticing that like three <laughs> months after it was released. I saw everybody having
1: it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that is a moment that I have taken in several times when I get those moments where somebody's telling me that or I start to, you know, I'll just kind of go through my feed and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, so yeah, I do take mm-hmm. those in. I'm super appreciative. I'm like, you know, I feel fortunate to kind of be in that kind of situation so yeah man it's That's crazy so cool, man. it's actually I'm crazy just like, to me
0: I'm so happy for you like I'm happy to, I'm happy to see the success and like I don't know it's yeah it's just really cool um, thanks man that appreciate was not very that. profound what I just said no 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 but, uh- <laughs> I, I appreciate it.
1: And, it and it is I think it is very cool like it's it it um especially too like I said having worked in technology for so long and you know, I've said this before, and I don't um, necessarily like to lean on it, but you know, I worked hard for the educational accolades that I've gotten over mm-hmm. the years. Like having gotten degrees in various technology and electronics, uh, like mm-hmm. early in my life, like you know what I mean, like in the nineties kind of deal, um, and so having always been into music as an MC or some sort of musician and being around, like I literally was a, a, a sort of like realizing I was becoming a starving artist and told my guy that I was in a rap group with, like, yo, we don't get paid. We just shared a vegetarian Subway sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm going to DeVry. <laughs> <laughs> so when you got into like,
0: your, your, like all the tech stuff that you've studied and have degrees in, was, was – um, like instruments and or, or like musical software always the idea or was are these things that have kind of the, your music side and your technology side is that something that's kind of converged more recently
1: yeah well firstly I'll say um, when you say it like that it sounds like I'm uh, much more profound than I really am <laughs> <laughs> when you all the degrees like I do have a couple of those but it it feels like yeah, I forgot more stuff than I remember remember I, from that stuff. And that's probably you. just yeah, about absolutely. everybody that goes through that. So but but the 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 whole reason I decided to go and study electronics was because I figured, you know, I was in my early twenties and I was just starting to think about life a little differently. Um because of being a starving artist and thinking like, yo, it could be like this, and I don't want it to be like this. And, yeah. I, and how can I how can I do something that's going to help me, you know, live the way I want to live but also keep me around music just in case mm-hmm. plan A doesn't go as planned. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I literally went to technical school with the mindset that like, yo, it's 95, 96, I graduated with a degree in 97, which for people that might listen to this that may be a lot younger might be like, yo, what? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I graduated with uh, a degree in 97, so like in 95, I'm realizing that like, yo, they're using an Atari computer, whatever the hell they're using in the studio. We were fortunate enough to be signed to a production deal and Mm -hmm. in a professional studio, so it wasn't like bedroom studios. Like, from the very beginning, it was a professional studio with a Control room and a vocal booth and an office and a, a lobby, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean, and all of this kind of stuff. You and know, it's serious if there's a lobby. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, um, what I knew is, whatever I did, I didn't ever want to be in a situation where I wasn't around that stuff.
0: Okay, and
1: you know what I mean. So I totally, literally yeah. desi- hmm. decided in that moment to go to technical school because I was looking at the year 2000 coming and I I literally had these thoughts and I was thinking like, yo, these computers are not going anywhere. The electronics and all that stuff is not going anywhere. And when it's all said and done, somebody's got to fix that shit. (laughs) 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 And so (laughs) I'm, I'm not kidding. I literally remember walking down the street with my man and telling him like, yo, bro, somebody needs to fix that stuff and they only going to get more and more and more of it. And I'm going to go learn how to fix it. So whatever we end up doing, I'm still going to know how to fix that stuff. And so through that sort of, I totally went into this with that mentality. Um, However, once I got into school, it was all component level electronics and I learned a ton of stuff. I realized I Liked this stuff more than I thought I would. I think in the back of my mind, I thought, like, this was gonna be the hardest thing I ever did. I'm gonna mess around and flunk out of this stupid school, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And <laughs> end up working at Whole Foods for all of my life, you know what right, I mean? Right, Which is yeah. what I was doing at the time, working uh-huh. at Whole Foods. The idea was once I got in there, I started moving more towards computer technology even though my degree was in electronics and I started moving more towards computer technology because that's where the abundance of jobs was going into the year 2000. Um, so that's where I went into that. And through that, you know, I got into technology from an it perspective, you know what I mean? But I was always a musician, always an MC, still always performing. And then, you know, that's how it kind of became this thing where, uh, you know started exploring how people are making music on computers and you know getting into that sort of thing and, uh, and that was all...
0: around the time where that was like really taking off Certainly. and becoming like the the norm mm-hmm. and i imagine around you know like around that time is when you know people started to be able to be bedroom producers mm-hmm.
1: like yes yeah. it was coming along that way and i and and i was totally uh, like Holding on to the side of the train during that trajectory, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. yeah, it, it was kind of one of those things. Like, because it, even as the time progressed, things started going digital. You know, iPods and music players became a thing, and. You know, more soft sense were becoming a thing where I was seeing people, you know, it was like a thing. I remember like 99, I remember somebody was like, yo, this dude's coming to the studio today. He sold all of his equipment and he just does everything on a computer. And yeah. <laughs> we were like, poor <laughs> fool. <laughs> but still in the back of my mind, I was thinking like, that, that's where we're going. Uh-huh. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But and And so... Even like like I said, kind of me holding on to the side of that train, like I started getting into music production in the early two thousands and as my IT career was kind of progressing and stuff. And so like I was literally moving into that bedroom producer territory as this thing was changing uh-huh. in real yeah, time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so,
0: and you and let's say that and that was a really, really like was a really smart move to like pick a profession that like you said, you, you didn't think you were gonna like it. It's cool that you turned out that you liked it more than you you know that mm-hmm. you liked it. But um, also something that was gonna like pay decent, you know, yeah, like certainly you, you weren't gonna be a starving artist. Like mm-hmm. you could do your nine to five, make enough to pay the bills mm-hmm. and enough to you know buy you know the occasional piece of gear that you want every so often and right. still have the time, you know. That's, that was yeah, really
1: that, that was really my my thought process there. It mm-hmm. it just kind of made sense to me like I literally remember thinking that like it was a it was a moment in time and I'm walking down the street with my guy we had just done a show the night before our managers were seemed to us that they were pretty well paid I I always tell this story and I wonder if the guy who I'm speaking of will ever hear this story I tell but I always tell this story about like I'm looking at I'm like yo this dude got on three shirts they're brand new he got on two pairs of socks it's the 90s you know <laughs> when people would layer their socks and layer everything and and i was like he got on brand new Timberlands, brand new jeans three different shirts a regular t-shirt and two shirts like in back of the day you would like that was in, in hip-hop you might do that you might have on uh-huh. a couple shirts and layer up like uh, a t-shirt a regular button-up shirt and a flannel you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. yo, he's spending mad money on all of that stuff. <laughs> and we just split a vegetarian Subway sandwich because we got no money. Yeah, <laughs> we just yeah. did a show, opened it up for some of the biggest acts last night. Oh, <laughs> you know man. what I mean? And so I, I, I was very did, yeah. conscious about that. You know what yeah.
0: I mean? Yeah, they they ended up, you kind of had some some... Managers that kind of screwed you over, right? Or yeah. Did you talk about, I think we talked about that the first time we had a chat. Yeah,
1: it was kind of, it was kind of, uh, yeah. I mean, I think things just imploded. It was, mm-hmm. it was, I think at some point there probably, We there was a, a group of managers or a couple of business partners. Their thing imploded all over us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, so you were like, yeah, you were like collateral damage yeah, on Else else's bullshit.
1: Exactly. That's what it came yeah. down to and there was there was a real sort of <laughs> period where there was a lot of uh you know, sometimes I'll watch TV shows and sometimes you'd be like, "Yo, why are they so caught up in this BS? Just walk away." And then I think <laughs> back to the moment when that sort of production uh company, management company imploded. And the pressure that we all felt to choose sides or, you yeah. know what I mean? And and if I had the forethought to be like, I don't care, just walk away. But I felt like, you know, when you're in those kinds of things, you, you feel in this it, loyalty yeah, this, and that's everybody's around you talking about it and doing different things. You're in it. You can't see past it. Right. So, yeah. yeah, it was, a, it was yeah. an interesting time. But in that storm, I decided to uh, go and uh, build some skills and some stuff that could kind of keep me around the music.
0: It's so cool to like hear this story to, you know, knowing like to, to hear this story and, and like just know where it ends with Mm -hmm. like, you know, with not where it ends, but where we are, where we are right now, like how all these, these different things happen. That's something that like, maybe it's my like anxiety brain, but I always think about like, what if I had a, like, what if I had a cold On this day, I wouldn't have gone to this place. (laughs) That's right. You know, (laughs) like
1: it's true. It's like the butterfly effect. Change any one of those things, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So everything. I said this when we did the, um, I did a sort of an announcement show for performer when it was released, and I said at some point that like, yo, everything I've done up to this point led to this. Like it literally is the truest statement I could ever make. And I used every single skill that I've ever learned to bring me to this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean? cause,
0: yeah. Performer is like, it's like all the technology, um, the fact that you made it and yeah, it's, that's, I, I love, I love, I love that story. I love it. Yeah. It's just so cool. Um, I get i get I get so self conscious sometimes because I get caught up with being excited about an idea and then I just like sound like a blubbering four year old we're uh, we're actually this is flown by we're closing in on an hour but i want to i want to dig into uh, Osiris a little yeah, bit give a chance to talk about that in case uh, anybody listening hasn't heard about that mm-hmm. um, we are going to get back into our chat here in a moment, but first, um, do you remember last year there was a guy who came on and hosted the show while I was away for the holidays, the Christmas episode, um, a fellow by the name of Krampus? Well, he's been bugging me, and um, he really wants to come back on the show, so I figured since it's about time, you know, it's about that time of year, it's the holiday season, I, I figured I would, I'd let him do some ad reads. So he said he came prepared with his own ad reads. I don't know what to expect here, but let's just uh, let's just see what, what happens.
3: Support for Podular Modcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the world for below-waste grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched a fourth-generation trimmer, the Longpore 4.0. Yes, you heard that right, the 4.0. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Why are we talking about bathroom time here? Anyways, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code podmod20 at manscaped.com. That's podmod20 at manscaped.com. And don't let the name fool you. It's not just for the boys. It can be for anybody who has a body, really. And it's not just for down there. The the Walmart 4.0 actually works pretty good for trimming up the old beard and the, the nose hair trimmers. Absolutely fantastic. I don't use it because I'm not a hairy beast like Tim. But Tim is much more, much more uh, easy to have some face time with now that he has found Manscaped. So why don't you find yourself in the same position there? Um, once again, visit Manscaped.com and enter promo code PODMOD20 at checkout. So it's a wavetable oscillator, correct? Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Um, it is. So... I guess before we get into exactly what it is, I'd like to just to know like the, what was the, the seedling idea? Like what was it always going to be an, like uh, a wavetable oscillator or is that kind of where it went? Did you have a, a bigger, broader it idea? Went, you chiseled down? It,
1: it kind of went to that. And I okay. thought it was a smaller idea than it turned out to be. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so in my sort of portfolio of ideas and literally like I live by, you know, there's books that I do sketches in and then there's power PowerPoint, you know, decks that I put all of the specs in. You know what I mean? Like I'll have uh-huh. sketches and then that goes and then I'll go into uh, Illustrator and make mock-ups and then once I have a mock-up and the ideas all tight because I'm very visual so I have to design from a perspective of hands touching the interface like user interface and user experience so then I do that and I'll put it in a PowerPoint deck and write out all of the specs every feature this knob does this these things do all of this and I write out all the features for it and um, it was a it was like, you know, I have all of these things that I've designed and what's going to be next. And one thing came to another. I initially was going to release three modules at once. So that means I had two ideas that I felt was strong enough. And then when it came down to it, I ended up doing neither of those <laughs> as the next module. <laughs> and so I moved on to this because, like you said, timing and all of the other stuff. I had this mock up and this idea and some very specific things that I wanted to do. I knew that it had to be a main oscillator, a sub oscillator, both with two different fault octaves, And I knew that I wanted to be able to manipulate the sound, like process the sound of wave fold and that sort of thing. I knew that I wanted to be able to do that and have that on a dial. And, yeah. um, but funny enough, I just looked at it as it would be a digital oscillator. I didn't really look at it as it would be, it would utilize wavetable synthesis, And but the ideas that I was speaking of leaned in that direction. And when I finally decided that that was going to be what I would do, it was like a thing of opportunity to say, like, yo, uh, S and I have talked about before working on something. And so he's available. I'm available and I I need to move on to my next joint. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when we talked about it, all these ideas came flooding in and I had several different designs of it. That ranged from six HP to twelve HP. So it was like a six HP joint, a eight HP, a ten HP, and a twelve HP. And all of them had a little more something to it, but those other things remained: a main oscillator, a sub oscillator with two different volts per octave, plus um, uh, the a way to process the sound, and also the decay. And and that was a part of the VCA and decay. That kind of stuff was a part of it. So when as and I talked, and I was sharing some of my ideas of what I wanted it to do, I think, you know, he was able to be like, oh, like a wavetable oscillator achieves that, which you're <laughs> talking about. And I've been playing with this thing. And then I'll talk about the wave folding or, you know, the processing or manipulating that one knob that sort of manipulates the the timbers of everything. And he's like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, cool. I've been messing with this wave folding and bending and all of this sort of stuff. So then it became a collaborative effort, but from the, the, the base of the design that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of fleshed it out and kind of worked it out. So um, it became what it became and I, it definitely wasn't a larger idea. It was chiseled down. It was sort of like a, a idea with some very specific requirements that grew, and we sculpted okay. it around it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now I've, I've I've I have two questions, specific questions about this. Um, mm-hmm. one. I, well, first, before I get into that, I think there are a lot of wavetable oscillators. So when you see one come out, I'm always kind of like, okay, another well, wavetable. What, table. what like, why did this person decide to make a wavetable oscillator? Like, what is what are they saying with this that hasn't been said before? And something that I've that I seem well, something I think when I hear your when I hear that the Osiris is like it sounds like you spend a lot of time deciding what waveforms and how those waveforms can like transition from mm-hmm. one to the next to find like it sounds like it's its own thing, it sounds like it has mm-hmm. a unique sound to it, yeah. Um, so I did you spend a lot of time like drawing waveforms or like how, how did you decide on what, I know you can load your own, but like, yeah, how did you decide on how to transition?
1: Man, I swear I was in wavetable hell for a while. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Once, once we sort of decided on the exact thing that it would be or, or not necessarily the exact thing that it would be, but how we would achieve these things that I wanted to achieve. Um, yes. I spent a lot of time uh, creating wavetables and I even started some of that later than I probably should have um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because in the middle of that, I realized we also needed a tool to be able to create the waveforms or wavetables that we wanted to create. And I went ham and, and hired a developer to to do a fork of a wave edit that would be specific to Osiris, which is obviously called Osiris edit. And, I use that tool to create a lot of the wave tables that uh, I have. Four banks on there, four banks of thirty-two by thirty-two wave tables, and so um, I had a, in, a recruited a few people to kind of help develop wave tables because okay. you know there's a hundred and twenty-eight wave tables on here, and each hundred and twenty, each of those wave tables has thirty-two waveforms in them. <laughs> so that's a combination of four thousand and ninety-six.
3: Yeah,
1: that's a lot. <laughs> potential <laughs> combinations of waveforms in these wave uh-huh. tables, and so we talked about it earlier on. And I remember S impressing upon me like, "Yo, you're gonna need some help to, <laughs> to make all those yeah. damn wave tables." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Word, word, word, word." Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it. I got a couple <laughs> people and got you know we we'll do some things. That, you know, as time ticked away, like then I, when I got started. So yeah, I started. Man, it was like a lot of time spent making wave mm-hmm. tables, and and like I was telling somebody not long ago. After a while, wave tables—I don't care what you do—start to sound the same. I, if when you know, you're creating them and the, designing was them, was gonna you be know another, what I
0: mean. I'm not even designing them, but like I have the—I uh, um, just got the Hydra Synth, which mm-hmm. has all sorts of cool like wave table stuff, and yeah. And as I'm going through trying to decide which ones I want to use, after like I realize they've got just like I'm scrolling, and there's more and more and more, and like. They do start to sound the same and then you start going kind of back and forth. Like, are they different? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because fatigued, there's incremental
1: like- changes, especially the fatigue. That's the key. Mm-hmm. And it's probably not even real that they all sound the same. But human hearing is so dynamic and you get fatigued quick enough mm-hmm. <laughs> that you, well, know, kind of, yeah. you're like, what yeah, am I, I of- hearing? Mm-hmm. What am I really hearing here? So I had to learn to like uh, do some wavetable design and step away. And, yeah, and, yeah, and so I That's did that That's kind of what I have to do when lot. I'm mixing a song. Yeah, yeah, you have you, to be able s- to do that. You know, um, <clears throat> so, I and mean, oh, um, oh, one one of the things you were mentioning about positioning of waves too, the sub oscillator was really one of those things where okay. I wanted a specific sound out of the sub oscillator. I wanted the sub oscillator to give me the type of bass that I look for in any synth that I buy that that mm. I use at making the beats that I make, and <clears throat> um. I really had to think about like it's not just a simple square, it's not just a simple sign, it's not just a simple triangle. What is it? So then I had to go and take some sense and put it on the oscilloscope and look at use my ears to know what I like and then look at what that looks like visually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yep. And so I realized that I like uh what I think is called composite waves, where it's two different waveforms that start to layer on one another or morph okay. between one another. So that's what like I ended up having to change the panel uh, around the sub oscillator because of how I wanted the waveforms arranged on the sub oscillator, because I like square sine waves or I like sine wave triangles that sort of in between that Mm try the sine wave always seems to be a part of the equation. So I wanted to do this in a way where it's a smooth transition, like uh, continuously variable between those waves, so that mm-hmm. you could get the in betweens that is like partly square, partly sine. Then go further and you can get total sine wave, or you can go further and get uh, partly triangle, partly sine wave. And it had to be arranged in that way and then programmed in that way so that when you're turning the knob, you get those variations, which makes mm-hmm. the sub all of a sudden that much more useful and that much more variable.
0: Yeah. Something I noticed about it that that I really liked is I feel like sometimes when I'm playing with wavetable oscillators, transitioning from one to the next waveform can be a pretty big leap sometimes. Mm-hmm. It can be kind of jarring and sometimes like they all just sound too harsh for me. But I feel like there's a really nice gradual like you can find you can find all your sweet spots, but like all the, the space in between those two spots is it's almost like um it's almost like looking at the color spectrum, where mm-hmm. no color—it doesn't actually change to the next color. It's not yeah. like a hard division. It's just kind of it's like gradually.
1: As- yeah, yeah. That that was a big thing for us, and that there was a a thing that we were talking about a lot. Where it's like, yo, know, this has to be a very smooth module. Not mm-hmm. that it has to be audibly smooth in terms of style of music, but smooth morphing between states of things and there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that we morph between on there you know what i mean like yeah the, yeah the timbre modes all morph from one to the next to the next to the next to the next the 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 um sub-oscillator waveforms morph from one to the next the then you have the 2d scanning from the x-axis and the y-axis and all of those scan smoothly between them now the x and why access? Because it's 32 wave tables in a bank, and then each wave table has 32 waveforms. Those knobs, you know, you could get through them pretty quickly. Like yeah, you pretty could, touchy. It's pretty, it can be it can be touchy, but what it does is it provides a lot of variety. So hmm. when you modulate, like you can be really pleasantly surprised that if you kind of just gentle modulation sometimes gives you the most beautiful sounds. You know what I mean? Whereas you could go wild by sending it full hog on modulation, you know what I mean? Uh So in in that is this juxtaposition where, you know, it covers such a wide range of sounds and such wide styles can be, you know, it can be used with such wide styles.
0: Mm -hmm. Something that has kind of popped into my head as I was, you know, preparing for this and and just um, thinking about your modules and just it's something that's kind of occurred to me recently cuz i've 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 had a few modules sent to me that have been just really cool interesting new takes on like older things like people basically people are just like out building upon these ideas that mm-hmm. are you know these older ideas like a slew limiter like people are mm-hmm. finding fun ways to to make a function generator their own and stuff yep. and i think that's just like it's so cool to think about this format I know modular has been around for forever, but like this Eurorack format and because of, you know, we can get into digital and mm-hmm. we can do digital, digital control over analog and just like, can, you know, technology is getting better and better. But I think more than the technology getting better is we have so many more users out there using stuff and being like, you know what, this is cool, but it would be a lot cooler if something existed that did this. Yeah. And then you have the, them making these. And I think you're really, really good at, like i said with performer kind of fill in a a niche like just kind of making something that yeah it's a wavetable oscillator there's lots of wavetable oscillators but this one is its own thing yeah and i think that's just like i don't know you i think you're doing a great job with that and i think that's what's really excites me about this technology is people like you out there doing i appreciate exactly this that's
1: cool too that's really one of one of my um i'm always pushing the idea a little further (laughs) you know what I mean Yeah, yeah. like I said what the core sort of feature set things were that they were the requirements I guess the core requirements of Osiris even before it was named Osiris with those few things that I mentioned but then in development you come across other things (laughs) and you can't do everything but there's some things that become so important and that's where the bifidelity part comes from
0: that I wanted to get to that because that is what I really love. I mean, not only the smooth the tr- smooth transitions between the waveforms and how nice the waveforms sound, but I love that you know, because you know, that lo-fi is part of your 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 thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? I love that it's still part of the the mod modular. Yeah. You know, I mean you've got the two modules and they both have really, really interesting lo fi stuff, which is so attractive and can be like we're going back to that idea of people using um you know, maybe a tool created for this, but maybe in an ambient set, mm-hmm. setting, you know, like, mm-hmm. like the lo-fi thing belongs in all genres and yeah, it can be yeah. used in such interesting ways. So
1: that, that was that was a huge thing for me. And it, and it kind of happened in a, in a weird way where I always had the idea to have a lo-fi knob on it. Mm-hmm. But as we developed, that felt like such a small idea. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It, uh-huh. it felt like these other lofty things were happening where we decided to go with the how many waveforms in a wavetable and how many wavetables in a bank and how many, you know what I mean? Like all these big sort of things that had to be decided upon. But then the, the lo-fi thing changed because I was testing it in its software form and it sounded so good. I had controllers mapped to all the controls and and trying to simulate how I would use it in module form. And mm-hmm. it sounded so good. I kept recording, <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> different little just things and drenching it with reverb and doing it. I'm like, man, this, it sounds so good. I'm so happy with the, the way this is turning out. And it was early still. Then mm-hmm. when we moved to a different phase where we were putting the firmware on hardware, um, I thought, yo, I feel like there's some something that's not quite and I don't I don't know. It's not that it was like lose it lost some sizzle up top or like it like it sounded dull or whatever. It was just kinda like, yo, it doesn't sound as special to me and I don't know why. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, so, so we the, started the
0: transfer from the computer to once it's uploaded it sounded different. Yeah. It, like, it felt like it was it, it behaving different, different or sounded different it or like-
1: sounded different. And okay. what we realized was I was running my computer at a higher Rate sample rate, uh huh. You know what I mean. And then when we yeah. looked at it, it's like, oh well, that's because we're running at a regular old sample rate on the hardware. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh-huh. So that's when we changed it to. I said, well, you know, can can we do that on the hardware? Like, let's explore if the hardware is capable of having a higher sample rate. And uh, uh, we were able to set it at ninety six kilohertz. Um, we did that. And back on the hardware, it was like, boom, that's it. Uh That's where it needs to be. It sounds so pristine and pretty. (laughs) and just Uh kind of gorgeous, you know what I mean? And so being at that space while we dialed in all the other things, you know, we kind of had this whole thing now. Everything was there. Now we're kind of fine-tuning every aspect of it with it running at 96 kilohertz. So now the lo-fi knob kind of took on a different life. It was like... The lo-fi knob wasn't really lo-fi, it's just bit reduction. It was you Mm -hmm. know, because of the way S, when I told him about this whole lo-fi idea in there, he was like, well, yo, I've been playing with these Amiga sort of ideas of how uh, sample jitter gets added to the waveform and all of these different things from old samplers and old. We had this whole conversation about old samplers and old Amiga computers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so he had been playing with some of those ideas even already and or a while ago, a long time ago, I felt like he uh-huh. said he had played with these like a long time. He was like, well, yo, I could kind of dig back into my bag of that stuff. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And I was like, word, that's it. So then when we put it at 96 kilohertz and now we have this sort of special little lo-fi knob situation, I racked my brain. I was like, that is more special than lo-fi to me.
2: Yeah. There's something more <laughs>
1: that's happening here. And yeah, yeah, so it sounds unique. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and I'm like, so, yo, when I don't engage this lo-fi idea, it's such a high, it's very pristine and sound, and it just sounds so great. But if I want to engage this lo-fi idea and you start to dial it in because it's on a knob and it's not just a quick on and off, you start mm-hmm. to dial it in, you could get. Again, just like so many other features on Osiris, you start to get all of these sweet spots in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And totally. yeah. <clears throat> I literally stayed up for what felt like days writing different things down about what I felt that feature was and what I felt like was special about that feature. And uh-huh. eventually, I landed on the I did it. Like, you know what? It's high fi and it's low fi. It's not just low fi. It's high fi yeah. and it's low fi It's both. It exists. In, and so then I'm like, okay, this module lives this duality <laughs> that, uh-huh. yeah. that it has. And it, it, you know, and all of its characteristics. And this is what part of makes up the characteristics. So anyway, I ended up landing on not high fidelity, not low fidelity, but bi-fidelity. And I was yeah. like, yo, that's, a, okay, that's now a thing. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> so, I love
0: that. And it's like, I and like- Especially in a in a in a, a format of instrument where space is not only res- like really expensive, but it's also pretty, um, you know, real estate is is limited. You mm-hmm. know, because your, your case is only this big, and you know, not everybody can go out and buy a, a multiple cases and stuff. Yeah, certainly. So again, like kind of going back to that thing that I was talking about of just like all these ideas building upon like older ones, and just the newer technology becoming more. Um, useful it's just like now you can you have just such more like so much more variation within one tool within your already kind of limited small
1: kit and that certainly um, was a, a, a key requirement too because remember i said 6 hp 8 hp 10 hp and then you know ultimately when we talked about all the stuff i wanted to put in it was like yo, i, I don't want to go any further than 12 hp but it kind of has to be 12 hp it can be smaller yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah and yeah. so yeah well, that mean, was yeah, a requirement yeah, I think, you know
0: 12 hp is kind of i feel like that is, there's a weird line mm-hmm. i think at that size like if it gets bigger it better do <laughs> yeah, that's all right. the stuff that's <laughs> right exactly
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's very true very true
0: right on dude this has been so much fun i'm so glad that we uh, finally got to do this uh again and mm-hmm. i'm so so stoked to see all your success um, thank you thanks you for having me can you give us a too. teaser on on what's coming up next like
1: um well i have a lot of like i said i have this whole portfolio of, of things that i've designed and mocked up um so there's a lot there i'm building but i always kind of try to build on the previous thing and hope that they and you know try to see that they work well together so there's a couple mm-hmm. of gaps that i plan on filling but you know I had, uh, and I've told people this before, but maybe the more I say it, the more closer we'll get to it. Like, I I had a thing planned initially with uh, Mickey Delp. Um, So, at some point, I'll be circling back around with Mickey Delp. But right now, he's super deep into the S2400 development. Um, And that, I think those kind of came around at the same time. And, you know. It just kind of happened like, yo, I'm focusing on performing. He's focusing on <laughs> it's 2400 So at some point, I'd love to kind of circle back around to that. I'm sure we'll get there. But, you know, um, I definitely am finding ways to kind of keep myself busy. Because even after the perform, I still wanted to circle back around to that thing that we uh-huh. were going to do together. Um, but it just so happened that that didn't it was just kind of like oh, the time wasn't right right mm-hmm. so that's why i went in the direction with osiris and all of that um so yeah i got some other ideas that are coming um and i've even asked people like what would you like to see mod modular do next so there's enough ideas that honestly i feel like i could probably hint towards one thing and it'll end up being something else right <laughs> <laughs> well it's
0: i mean i can tell i've gathered so far that you you definitely don't have a shortage of ideas mm-hmm. so like yeah. i'm excited to see where this goes like it's, yeah, I'm just like so stoked for you and, and happy for your success. This is awesome. Thank you, I um, appreciate that. What, before we go, I have two questions for you. Uh, mm-hmm. One, and we can edit this out. If you don't have time and don't want to do it, but if you want to do the patch challenge thing again, certainly um, we could do that. I think it might be kind of cool. Uh, if you like maybe create a piece of music that like, not, this might be too big of an ask. I just thought of it, <laughs> but kind of like showcases your two modules in the way that you, like, like, like your favorite Certainly. aspects. Of I would them. love I really to
1: should. do that. I think that's super dope. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. I'll okay. definitely do that.
0: Okay. That'd yeah. be cool. And I'm, I'm I don't am have my little word generator thing. So I'm looking around my studio for random words. <laughs> um, I should have, I should have had something open. Let's, I don't know. Let's not, let's not even do words. Like I said, let's just have the prompt be like, I want you to just be like showcasing what you love about your two modules. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, I think that would be just, dope. you know, hot rod them or
1: something, you know I'll I will mean? I'll do it. It'll be fun because I also think that, you know, as I play with these, the effects from Performa go so well with, like, Osiris going through Performa just sounds like that's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I I don't have other words to say for it. It just kind of sounds like, yo, oh. When they're together, they sound like a thing. It's almost like a unit, you know what I mean? Okay, so, yeah, yeah. So,
0: yeah. That's, I mean, was that a happy accident?
1: It, uh, yeah, because I, I think you can plan a lot of things and and sort of develop, but until you actually try them together, you just don't know what the outcome is going to be. Right. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was more or less a, a happy accident with, you know, some little very purposeful things done. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Right on. Well, is there anything you want to uh, shout from the modular mountaintops before we sign off?
1: Yeah. um, uh, Go out and, you know, my modules are being sold internationally and nationally. So you'll see them at places like Perfect Circuit and uh, Patchworks and Control. Uh, You'll obviously, you could get them directly from me at modvap.com. But yeah, be sure to go out and get it. I have cases, you know, these little Modvap 20 cases. Uh, so that's always fun because you know, you have some people that aren't into Euro Rack but like what Performer does. So it's cool right. to have those little cases that they could throw that in and just go uh-huh. ham with their drum machine through it. So, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, I appreciate everybody that supported. If you think you might want, you know, some Modbap modular, we're everywhere. If you got a store that's not carrying it, tell them. Order this. They know where to get it from. <laughs> we distribute it by, a, by Electro Distro. All of the electronic stores have some sort of product coming from Electro Distro. <laughs> it's guaranteed. Just tell them to throw some ModBap stuff in the box so that you can buy. Uh, and, and otherwise, you know, I don't know how many people know, but I did this ModBap compilation on Beat People. Um, And it's it's a group of damn near 20. And I say damn near 20 because I forget exactly however many it is. 17, 18, 19. I don't know. But it's so many really dope beat makers that are on this thing. And it's a double LP. It's digital. You can go to beatpeople.bandcamp.com to get the digital one. Or you can go to beatpeople.com and get the actual white vinyl. It's called Digging in the Crates. Yeah. So it's a limited edition double LP white vinyl and it's incredible honestly I think anybody could listen to this and be like yo that's fly I like it I'm turning it up so yeah nice.
0: well thanks again for your time I really appreciate it
1: I appreciate you for having me man thank you
0: All right, that's our show I'm going to play Corey's second patch uh, right at the end but I'm going to sign off beforehand I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening to the show since the beginning everybody who has just recently found the show and everything in between I also want to say thank you to After Later Audio and Patchworks for their continued support of the show. A huge uh, thank you to everybody who supports the show on Patreon. It really means a lot. If you would like to help keep the LEDs blinking over here at Podular Modcast, please visit patreon.com forward slash podmod. Um, also, thank you to this week's sponsors, New Systems Instruments, Secret Ardvark Sauce, and of course, Manscaped. Uh, so yeah, thank you to everybody who has been um, supporting the 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 sponsors because you supporting the sponsors makes them want to come back to support the show and their support of the show helps me just uh, be able to do it in the current capacity that I'm doing it. So yeah, thanks to everybody who has um, visited Manscaped. Don't forget that there is a uh, pr- promo code PODMOD20 at checkout for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Um, please visit secretardvark.com Best, best hot sauces in the game. I'm, I'm just so thrilled that they're a sponsor. I, have I mentioned that how big of a fan of their hot sauces I am and how much I'm yeah anyways um, also don't forget to check out the new sample and hold slash track and hold two HP module from after later audio, perfect stocking stuffer for the modular synthesis in in your life. Um, it's a really, really useful utility um, and it's 2HP, so you can't go wrong there. Hell, maybe head over to patchworks.com and see if you can get it from them. Synergy, people. Synergy. That's what we're talking about here. Don't forget to send me your Christmas tunes, your Christmas synth tunes at podmodcast at gmail.com. Please wave files only. If, uh, if it at all sounded interesting to you, please check out the High Guide podcast to the Psyched Audio Journeys. Um, it was a lot of fun to participate in that. Uh, what else can I say? I don't know. I'm just very, very, uh, very thankful. I'm in a thankful mood because of the old holiday. <laughs> that's, that's not true. Um, but I am thankful for all of you who continue to come back and listen to Podular Modcast. It means a whole heck of a lot to me. And uh, yeah, until next week. Yeah, we need a secret word.